following was produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated in Memphis, Tennessee. Hello, my name is Rick Cheddar, and this is From Radioland. Greetings, salutations, hello, hey, how's it going? Welcome to another episode from Radio Land from the home office in Memphis, Tennessee. This is episode number 334, recorded on the uh, 5th day of July. It's a Sunday. It's the date of production. I'm slating these. I don't know. I, I, it's, it's become a thing, I suppose. <clears throat> to let you know, I guess, how fresh this is. And, uh, yeah, we're going to have a little bit of fun uh, with this. Hope everybody had a, a good 4th of July. Um, those that have been excited and uh, worked up about uh, drinking with dead people. We appreciate that. I've already heard, heard from uh, quite a few folks. Uh, the first episode is up on the website right now at, uh, well, it's a, it's at uh, YouTube. Mm-hmm. Just search uh, for uh, drinking with dead people and you'll find it. And the second episode uh, releases uh, Monday, the 6th day of July. Is that right? Yeah, sixth day of July at noon. Yeah, that's gonna be our that's gonna be our time. That's uh, that's our drop time, <clears throat> so you'll be able to uh, catch up with what's going on over there. And uh, it's uh, so far it's uh, it's it's been a great production. We've been we've been uh, we've been rocking and rolling pretty pretty solid now. Uh, nine of them in the can, I think. Um, first season, thirteen episodes. I think we're gonna continue straight through to the end of the year with it. Uh, shockingly, we'll see how far ahead we get. <laughs> We <laughs> we get with this sort of thing, but it's uh, it's been fun. I've already heard from some folks that were interested in um, me doing a, a bit on a, a particular individual. We'll uh, we'll hunt those down, and if you've got anybody that might be of, of fun to do that's uh, buried somewhere locally in the area, I, you know, I don't mind driving a little bit, and uh, we'll hunt them down, if you will, and go uh, spend a spend a little time searching. We have a list. We have a list of like I don't know. It's like. 75 people I think that we're going to try and do over the course of this show. And there's a there's it's always going to be growing and changing and uh, we'll just <clears throat> we'll just continue doing it. So, yeah, drinking with dead people. Look for it on YouTube. Uh subscribe to it and then you click the little notification bell and you'll know every time uh, an episode comes up, but expect it on Mondays at around noon. That's when it happens, which is also around the same time I'm on the air <laughs> with the morning show. Uh, LJ and I doing Radio Memphis in the morning, weekdays, Monday through Friday at radio-memphis.com. How's that for a plug? Is that, will that get it done? Lots of excitement around here uh, with the 4th of July. Boy, howdy. I, I don't know. I guess it depends on where you live. But uh, here where we were in uh, in Memphis, in Midtown, it was uh, quite the uh, quite the fireworks display. Considering there was no you know official government you know sanctioned deal, no city uh, or county firework thing that they that they would have normally done thanks to the pandemic. <clears throat> but um, I was just outside a little while ago when we came in from walking the dog and laying by my car, as is a lot of folks were you know burned out pieces of fireworks and stuff. But I, but this one's I found a rocket engine. One of the old school, uh, uh, was it uh, Testes, Estes, rocket? Uh, it was like a second stage or first stage rocket thing, about as big as your thumb. Um, it was all burned out, of course. No telling where it, uh, I mean, it was somewhere in the neighborhood, but those things do get some serious altitude. And, uh, man, up up they go and down they come. That's that's kind of how that works. And, and especially, too, when you're dealing with these sorts of things, people have a tendency to want to whip out the pistols and start shooting into the air like the old the old, the old days. Uh, remember, uh, what goes up must come down. 
that's that's a thing. Keep that in mind, right? Would you would you please? Uh, yeah. So enough of all that. Uh, also, I want to hit you to something too, and I'll I'll mention it again at the end of the program. Um, tonight, the booze and blues for this fifth day of July, celebrating the eighth birthday of that show. Normally, would be a big deal. Tonight, maybe. A sort of big deal. Maybe. I'm not sure. I'm going to be down there. I'm going to be in the studio this time out. And uh, there's no bands or anything like that. And I'm just going to spin some records. And uh, and who knows? Uh, I may have uh, I may have a friend come in and join me. We'll see. Uh, he and I were uh, were there at the beginning. And we'll see what will happens with this show. <clears throat> Should be fun. That's tonight, 8 p.m. Central. Radio-Memphis.com is where it's, is where it's at. So, yeah, and this year has been, uh, of course, the first was the uh, ninth uh, uh, birthday, ninth anniversary, birthday, whatever you want to call it, of Radio Memphis in general. And, of course, we kind of had to, you know, that that sort of came and went with a whimper because of, well, thanks to the pandemic, we're just not bringing people in. It's just too dangerous. It's, it's way too risky to be doing any of that kind of stuff. So, you know, we're just going to have to just keep rocking and rolling. That's just what we do. And that's what we continue to do. So there it is. We'll pause here. We'll be back. We'll get into it. Uh, this comes to us uh, this time out. Uh, the story that we're going to get to today, not really a story so much as it is just sort of an opinion about uh, uh, root, rooted in my early days of the broadcast business. And it has valuable points even to this day. We'll talk about television news. It's next, right up out of this very brief break from Radioland right here. Don't go away. Wizards is corona-free and is your headquarters for your essential quarantine supplies. Their viral sale is happening right now with deals throughout the store. Get some sage to chase away the bad stuff. Incense, woodwick candles, decorative fans, and things to keep you busy while you're stuck at home. T-shirts, bandanas, hats, and more on sale right now. CBD, Kratom products, and personal cleansers for that job interview. Open 10 to 10 every day at 1999 Madison Avenue in Midtown or get it all delivered when you order online at wizardsmemphis.com. Wizards, because it's still smoking. You must be 18 or older to buy smoking-related products. One of the first jobs I had when I first got into the broadcast business, you know, and I may have talked about it before. If if so, it's probably been rather brief, but I was working in the television news uh, business. I had a part-time job while I was in college working for the NBC affiliate in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, at that time, it was known as KMOL, and now it's WOAI-TV, I believe. And uh, very fond memories of my time there. I had just an absolute uh, ball working there. And I was uh, I started out as a, uh, as a camera, uh, we call them camera jockeys, uh, the guys that ran the cameras in the studios during the, the local news broadcast. Five, six, and ten, babe, that's what we did. And there were some that did the morning show. And then, of course, with my schedule, I, I, I was stuck to uh, evenings. So I did that. And it was it was big fun. I, I, I enjoyed it. And I got to I got to learn an awful lot about the uh, the making of television news. And, of course, when you do this, you you become, you know, you, you, you make you develop relationships and you have friends with um, everybody that from the reporters to the anchors to the directors um, you know uh, news directors and producers and all of that stuff and they were always willing to uh, to set you down and say hey this is this is what we if, if you asked a question they would answer it and I also had because I was studying the sort of the same thing at, at school I, I I learned to be a writer uh, in, in that aspect and there for a very brief moment I uh, uh, would go out on the occasional Friday or Saturday night and, and ride the overnight with the photographer. And, oh, that was that was big fun. I had a ball doing that. 
<clears throat> saw saw a lot of things that I, I still have <laughs> I still have nightmares for. But uh, but yeah, that was was an interesting experience. It really was. Uh, of course, later uh, the the experiences that I gathered at, uh, at 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 those hallowed halls had led me to uh, a, a somewhat, albeit a brief career in in television news. Uh, for the NBC affiliate in Tupelo, Mississippi, and then wound up in Topeka, Kansas uh, for a while, and then the bottom fell out, and long story short, I found myself back in radio, which is really kind of where I needed to be the whole time, as, as, as it, you know, drinking with dead people notwithstanding, of course. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was, it was fun. We, we, we approached it with this, this whole notion, you know, all the reporters and anchors approached the business with the notion of, of, of doing it for the benefit of, of society, you know, we're out there disseminating information. It was at least that was the point. All the tropes that you hear about now with the complaints of television news, you know, if it bleeds, it leads. You've heard that. That's true. They, they, oh yeah, you know, uh, I've mentioned this this line before, and it's, it's it's something very true, and it's been said a million times. Uh, the first words out of a news anchor's mouth, as Alf, his ass or his mouth, is uh, "Good evening," and then he proceeds to take for the next half hour to tell you why it's not. And of course, you got the staples in there in the midst of it. So you got your hard news, you know, that's out of, out of your lead, and, and you, you mix up with some local stuff. And as you get down to about the halfway point of the show, uh, you got your weather guy. He's going to come in and tell you if it's going to rain or not, uh, and go into the forecast and do his thing. And then you come back and you start lightening up the mode a little bit. You got a little, little what they call a toss and turn, and then uh, you, you head over your sports guy, and then he's going to tell you what all was going on and what the, what, the, what the latest in the world of sports was. And then you come back, and then you would do what's called the kicker, and that was usually some sort of a, a nice, sweet story, you know, something like that. And you send them home with a smile on You send them to bed with a smile on their face. And that's, that's just what, that's what you did. And you got to remember, too, this is a time when there was not anything like what we have now. Everybody has the some collective knowledge of all of humanity in the palm of their hand. That's yet another phrase I use a lot. And that's because it's true. You know, we all get our news now from so many different sources. We've seen newspapers almost at the, at the at right now at the brink of their own demise. Aside from like some of the, the big, the big ones, you know, the Washington Post, you know, the Wall Street Journal, the LA Times, you know, these, these big papers have their, their heart. USA Today, even to a certain extent. Um, news as far as uh, television news, which is what I want to kind of focus on here, um, had been one of those things that, you know, we always aspired on the local level to be a lot like the what was happening on the national level, the network news, those big guys. You know, the the Tom Brokaws of the day. That's who was there when, you know, when, I, was, when I was working. That's, we all wanted to be kind of like Tom. And then, you know, then time goes on and you realize, what purpose does that 5.30 news really serve? It really wasn't, it wasn't that heavily watched even back then. And to now, today, I don't even know anybody that's, that really pays much of attention or, each, or could at the very least name the anchors of any of the three networks. You just, you just don't. It's a, it's, it's a, it's an odd thing, which begs the question. If it is, if it's like that on the network level, what must it be like on the local level? Well, local level is built mainly in tradition, right? Almost entirely in tradition. 
You've got news anchors and weather people and sports guys that have been sitting in that chair for decades, and they and they're, and they're making you know they're making money reflective of that. And people watch because that's just what they did. This what that's what my dad did. This what my granddad did. We we just watched. We always knew everything there was to know about all that stuff. And and even now, when you look at it, it's you know I sat down not too terribly long ago and watched some of it, and uh, I was I was kind of uh, I don't know astounded by the fact that it there's really zero content in any of it nowadays. It's not the way. I don't want not to sound like a curmudgeon here. It's not the way we used to do it. It's it's not. I mean, it's very different. And it's a, I guess it's in a way sort of a uh, a different sort of reflective look at the changing modes and styles of its public, right? Most everybody getting their news online. So it's kind of hard to compete with that because it's safe. You've got the, the 10 o'clock news that's coming on that night. Chances are you will have heard about everything that they that those guys had talked about during the, during that newscast. But the only thing in there is going to be a weather forecast that's going to be of some value to you. There's no sports right now, so there's that. So really, there's not a whole heck of a lot there, and they're not even expanding because what they do, and what I mean by expanding, is that they'll they, they'll tell you the story, but they won't elaborate. There's no need for that elaboration because you know the first thing they're going to tell you. After they hit you with like like somebody, uh, let's let's use an example here. Let's say uh, somebody somebody with their phone captured an event. Uh, maybe it's a car wreck. Maybe maybe something like that. And and the the anchor's gonna say you're not gonna believe. That's how they'll tease it. You're not gonna believe your eyes when we when we show you this bit of video caught by a viewer, and they tease you. By showing you the actual video and then they go to a commercial break and they come back and they'll say, you know, see it now or, you know, caught on camera, whatever the case is. And then they show it to you again. But they offered no real uh, details as to what it was that you just watched. Instead, they tell you this. Go to our website at, you know, www.com and Look for the story and you can find it there. What they're trying to do is get you to share it. And it's now it's become, and this is the hard part. It's instead of, instead of being its own institution, television news, it has turned into a 30 minute commercial, an ad, a promo for their own website and their own web presence. And that just doesn't, I don't know. What, what value does it have? Does it have a value? When when I when I got out of the business, when I got out of that, um, and watched watched it just kind of implode around, not really implode, but it, it certainly evolved. You know, I still have friends that are in the business. I have friends that have worked in it for a long, long time, and then got got out or blown out, as as the case may be. And these are unfortunate things, but that that's a fact because it's a it's a money game. Think about it. If you're if your newscast, let's say your prime newscast, you have your your five p.m., your six p.m., and your ten p.m. Those are your prime time shows, and then you have your morning show, which is usually about six a.m. Do those generate enough ad sales across that station to justify paying all the reporters and news anchors to do those jobs? It's it it, it boils down to whether or not you got the content for it. And the listenership, but the listeners, even the listeners or the viewers that that you would normally have had, 
are evaporating, just like they did with terrestrial radio. They're moving on to other things like streaming broadcasts. Television News did a very, fairly good job of trying to adapt their product to the internet by streaming a lot of their shows, their news shows. They're doing a fine job with some of that. I don't know how much it's helping them out. I can't imagine it's hurting them any. It's still keeping them relevant to a certain extent, but over the air, straight up broadcast, go, I got to catch the 10 o'clock news. It's kind of pointless. Especially since the content, now that's the problem. It's great if you're going to be continually carrying and doing all of these stories and do whatever it is that you've got going on. But if you've got no, you got no, you got no real meat on the bone, you got nothing to really do, and you're constrained by time, uh, you're not going to get much of anything. So they try and cram 13, 14, maybe 15 bits into a newscast, and not one of them have any serious substance. Because if something big happens, what's the first thing everybody does? They head over to like, I don't know, CNN or Fox or MSNBC, or they're going to go to their major networks, or they're going to go online and they're going to find out what's going on that way. They're going to go direct to the source because that's that's what's happening. It's direct to the source. And local news has this problem because they they have been they've spent so much time competing with each other that they always start off with, you know, breaking news. Everything starts with breaking news every day. The beginning, the first story is breaking news as if that creates some sort of a sense of urgency, which is the whole point. It's a psychological thing. Well, did you see this was just breaking? Well, as you get into the story, you say like at 10 o'clock at the 10 p.m. news, they start off with a breaking news bit. It's breaking news, blah, 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 blah. It was something that happened at three o'clock this afternoon and it's breaking now. No, 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 no. Breaking news is if there's a building on fire that started about 30 seconds before the show started. And you somehow got lucky and got a, cry, a, a, a crew out there to get it online and to get it or to get it on the air. That's that's breaking news. That's the hard news. And then they always like to throw the word exclusivity around. Something you'll only see on Channel Twenty Eight. You know that that kind of thing. And that's how they have to compete with each other. And it's all competition for ad dollars. That's the bot, really the bottom line of it. Because what else would they be competing for? Or against, <laughs> depending on what it may be. And I admit, I mean, when I was in it the, the, in the early days of my career, I mean, it was it was big fun. We we enjoyed it. We we had, we took pride in the work that we did, and it was about the, uh, you know, ultimately the service to the community that you that you that you work for. Because if you didn't have that, then there was no point. In you, there was no point in you even being there. You know, investigative journalist. Boy, that was a thing. You don't see too much of it anymore. I know some 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 stations like to have the you know the I team, you know that kind of thing. Our investigation team is digging deep into what happened to Mary Jo Kopechno. You know whatever the thing is, and they jump into this. And you know there was a time when there was so much availability for and a flexibility, if you will, for a a news department, a tele a local television news department to devote. A small crew, that's all they did was investigative work. There may be like one or two reporters that had their own producer, a field producer, right? And you had a couple of camera guys or women and their own editor. And they worked autonomously in a way. And they would report back to the main news guy, you know, the showrunner, the main producer, 
or the news desk itself, and they'll say, okay, how far along are you on such and such story? And there'd be like the, the I don't know, a, a weekly meeting of, of all the reporters, and they would find out where everybody's working on and what we're doing. And, I, you know, there was the assignment. The assignment editor is in the midst of all of this, and they're trying to piece together somewhat of a future <coughs> for the various shows that they're looking at. Nah, they don't do that anymore. I mean, they they can't. Now it's the way it was in small market when when I when I got started in like Tupelo. Actually, before then, I worked in a satellite office for the that NBC affiliate out of Tupelo. I lived in Columbus, Mississippi, for a while, and 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 the and, and the station I worked for had a, had an office there. And it was a trip because it would be there was no camera person. <laughs> there was a camera. But we ran it. We ran it ourselves. And you have to go out and you shoot the shoot the stuff, and then you set up the tripod, and then you take a light stand out, and you would focus on the light stand and where you're going to stay, and you move the light stand out of the way, and you take the mic and you go stand in that spot, and you do your little stand up, and then you take it back all back to the office, and then you edit it, and then you then then you did there was there was no internet, so you didn't upload anything. You opened up a microwave signal that went from Columbus to Tupelo, uh, to Tupelo Mississippi, right across these towers. And you'd be on the phone with an engineer who would be like, okay, I've got you dialed in. I'm transmitting. He's receiving. And then I play the tape in real time. And then they would catch it on that side. And then it would show up on the, on the news on whatever newscast they had, they had going on. That was, that was how that was done. You know, nowadays the photographers go out there with very sophisticated equipment and on the way back from the, from the scene, if you will, or from wherever they were, they're automatically uploading into a database back to the station. So there's an editor that's back there catching it before even the reporter and the crew get back to the studio. In fact, somebody else has already put it together and they're kind of done. They don't even have to, unless they're doing an on-set piece or a live shot somewhere. That's always a thing. Got to have that live truck out there somewhere. Hey, we're standing over here at the corner of Cooper and Young where they've been shooting up fireworks and all sorts of people today. You know, that kind of thing. But all it was was about it was a sense of urgency. That's all it really was. There was kind of the illusion, even when, even in, in the, the time that I'd spent in it. It was this whole notion that, that you had to know this and you had to know this now. And we were the only ones that were going to be able to give it to you. And if you didn't have that, what did you have? And the answer was nothing. Still is. Because the things that you find out about that have happened in your community through whatever whatever source that you usually use, whether it's social media, typically, Twitter or uh, Facebook or perhaps uh, next door, God help you, you know, where neighbors talking about it and you, and you happen to be around there and you're, you're, you're asking questions and you're getting answers and you're figuring out what all has happened and you realize that the, there's, the juice just ain't worth the squeeze, you know? You're hearing the stories of the, on the on the evening news, and it's like that's not what happened. And to flesh out the stuff, it became sort of, sort of, uh, um, I don't know. It's like it was like it, for some strange reason, it became acceptable that the reporters themselves had become part of the story, which is a big no no. I mean, it's as far as I'm concerned, you just all a reporter does or a journalist does is report on what's going on. Newspaper journalists don't do that. They typically don't insert themselves into the story. Television news reporters tend to do just that. Or you get these news directors that have this idea, this notion. They go, well, you got to make your stand-up more. Uh, stand-up is the part of the uh, package. You know, it's like, well, we're going to 
We're going to see what, uh, you know, John Borgrinder has. He's live at the scene or he was at the scene. Let's just do it that way. He was at the scene. He shot a package that's going to run on the show. And it's about, I don't know, maybe minute 45, maybe 215 at the longest, unless it's a special piece. And, you know, so he's telling you the story and he's cutting in, you know, snippets, sound bites, right? That, that it's bits of the interview that, that was conducted from various witnesses. And, 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 and you only get like four, five, six, seven seconds out of it. That's about it. And then they cut to a shot of the reporter who's doing what is known as the stand-up. And he's talking for 15, 20 seconds about, you know, he's either wrapping up the bit or it's a it's a mid bay a mid break uh, stand up, but these news directors always had this thing there for a while. <clears throat> Make sure you use some sort of prop, and 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 it was dumb. It, it was so indescribably stupid that there was no need for the prop. Well, you got to show the story, not tell it. I get that, but when they're talking about um, somebody, uh, I don't know, uh, committed a crime using a handgun and having a reporter pull a gun out of his jacket is a bit much. It can be a bit alarming, especially when the reporter doesn't know what they're doing, right? And it just looks ridiculous. And it's and it becomes a thing where the reporter begins to uh, be the subject of their own story, where so and so met with a self defense expert, and that's and that self defense expert is going to show the reporter, you know, how the cow ate the cabbage, I guess. And it just some of it's just it, it does make for some amusing bloopers, which are all over the web. Instead of the neutrality that was really what was supposed to what it was supposed to be about, the neutrality of a reporter is going to tell you the story as it is known and present what is known as the facts and leaving the supposition out. Those days don't happen anymore. It's sad, really. It's it's really quite sad. But but that's that's really kind of was. You know, a news anchor dare not say the words I like or I don't like this. No matter what the story was, you just you'd never offered an opinion because that's what would get you into some 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 sort of trouble somewhere down the line. I'd seen news directors pull reporters and news anchors into their office to chew their ass out because of some offhand remark they made in an improv improvised bit. That's why they hate improvisation. The guys, the only guys that can get away with improv are, are, are weather guys because that's what they're, they're, they're just they're, they're showing you maps and computer graphics and they're telling you what you're looking at. That's it. There's not a there's not any other thing about that kind of thing. And then those little tosses between the, 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 the anchors and the weather people themselves about the only thing you're allowed to like is the weather. Well, I like the fact that it's not going to be raining tomorrow, you know, that kind of, that kind of thing. But when it comes to actual news get the opinions out of it that was that was the point that's why that's why captain cronkite was who he was uncle walter everybody loved and trusted him because he never inserted an opinion he told you what was up what was down of course all that's gone that's that's because it's old that's that's the that's the argument that's old yeah, we're not doing it anymore we got to be more human we got to be we got to be like you know we got to relate to our audience I don't know what they're relating to, but that's, that's what they have. That's what they've had. That's what they'll tell you. And they'll spend all this money and they bring in all these consultants and this is the newest and the greatest way to do things, this, that, and the other. And you know, you got to look like this. You got to sit like that. You got to carry your hands this way. You got to, we're not using scripts anymore. We're using iPads. That's the thing, which, you know, is fine, but there's an actual purpose to that because if you've ever sat there anchoring a newscast when the prompter goes out and you don't know what you're talking about, you're stuck with your fly open. That's all there is to that. So you gotta have you gotta have some copy in front of you to get through it, and yeah, you, you just do it. It's part of the biz. 
they don't train you for that either. <laughs> you just, you, it's happened. It's happened to me a few times. But that's just the way, this way is what you do. It builds you as a broadcaster. And now, without the benefit of content, because they don't they don't think of themselves as being in competition of of the web, you know, for news. As far as well, not amongst themselves, but it is competition straight from the sources themselves, where the where, where the stories are happening, with the with the things people are talking about. What is news? News is the plural of new. Mm-hmm. That's a free one. Yeah, I'll give you that one. A lot of TV news consultants will charge you a lot of money for that one. <laughs> they want to know the people that watch. They want to know what's happening in the world and how it's going to affect them. That's the question, isn't it? Isn't that why you're watching it? You're not seeing. Well, you may be a little bit nosy. Well, I heard there was a shooting somewhere. Blah blah blah. Old hat. Eh, whatever. Unless you're on that street, it's like traffic reports and radio. It doesn't really matter unless you happen to be going near anywhere near that. <laughs> they only tell you about the more common places, which affects surprisingly about 5% of those out on the road. Traffic reports are nothing more than a way to sell spots. That's all that was. This traffic report brought to you by. Mm-hmm. And when it came to that, which I always thought was amusing too, the morning television newscast also had traffic reporters there too, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> Well, they're not watching while they're driving, for God's sake. It's only going to matter till I get there. <laughs> you, you know? But instead of disseminating information to you, telling you why your property taxes are going up, or telling you why your, your utility bill is going to get more costly, or perhaps there's more competition coming into the world of internet service providing in, 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 your, in your community. Instead of talking about stuff that people kind of care about, or what the local response to COVID-19 is, anything like that. They're telling you, hey, there's some things that are happening. We've heard some, we've heard something from the city. The city people are saying a couple of things. And if you want to learn the full story, you got to go to our website and catch it there. But why would I go there if I can go to anywhere else on the web and get the complete picture instead of just this watered down, weird local version of the things that are going on out there? And then, of course, you've got the fluff shows. Um, which I'll, brief, I'll talk about those briefly because I did I did one. Uh, oh, it's been a couple of years now. Um, I was over at the uh, ABC affiliate here in town, WATN, with um, Amy Sparopoulos. Um, she and her people got a hold of me and wanted to know if I'd be available to co-host with her for like three days one week. I don't know what the, – they had somebody else booked for that and it didn't happen and – and I was like, yeah, sure. So I'll come in and I do it. And I did. And, I, and it was and it was fun. You know, I've, I've known Amy for a long time and and uh, everybody over there is just super nice. And it was just it was a fun thing. It was fun to do. And you realize the show is well, it's targeted mainly to people who are just stuck at home. But you could tell it had that housewife vibe to it. Very female centric sort of stories. And I thought, well, during sometimes in the newscast, there's this bitching about, you know, uh, equal rights and all this stuff. But yet we've got a whole show targeted to just women at nine o'clock in the morning. You know, it, 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 I don't know. It's, it's, there's it, a lot of hypocrisy. There, there is that, but nevertheless, I mean, I did it and had some fun. It was great. 
And, you know, I'd be more than happy to do it again because it, it was just something new and something different. And, and it was fun to be around other professionals, you know, and that's just what you, that's what the whole thing was about. Why do you think live with Regis and Kathy Lee did or, or, or whoever's who's doing it now? I don't even know who's doing it now. If the show's even on. Uh, but that was that's what those shows were like. But they did them on the local level as well. And they'd have somebody that came in from some charitable organization that were talking about having a bake sale to raise money to do something. And then you had um, uh, you had a cooking segment in there as well. And then there might be a little bit of news, not a whole heck of a lot, but it was just, you know, maybe a couple of the big things. Um, how to how to plan for the upcoming holiday, you know, that that kind of whatever the thing was, whatever it was that they did. But you walk away from a lot of this, not just as a viewer or a consumer of it, but even as a as a guy who was who had been involved directly with production of it for many, many years. And you you look at it and you 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 realize that you're you're creating disposable content. That's really what it was. That's all it ever really has been. It becomes far more obvious when you take one step back. It doesn't take much. One step back, look at other news sources, and then go to that and see if there's anything of real value to you as a consumer to any of this. So if you can stomach it, try it out. A few days this week, go through your evening news or whenever you, if you're, and if you're, I don't know, if you're up for that kind of thing. A lot of people just aren't. They're just tired of watching it because they feel that they've just been pandered to. You set that aside and you watch it and try and try and tell you try and ask yourself the following question. What is the value that is being that I'm getting out of this? What am I getting out of this? Is it entertainment? Entertainment? Is it information? Is it the weather? I can go a lot of places to get that. Is it sports? Same thing there. If there's any sports to be had, what is this and how much is it value to me? I think you'll be surprised by the answer of that. You'll find that there's none. Zero. I know the, I know I've got comrades in the business that'll probably tell me, I was, oh man, you shouldn't have said that, but I kind of agree. It's the whole, it's the whole notion behind what all this is about. So you, Look at it for your own edification. Report back, I guess, is one way to look at it. It's it's all a matter of what turns your crank. And you'll find that it has zero value unless you happen to go onto their website, which is really, that's where it's all at. It's all about traffic because online, it, if it ain't got traffic, it ain't got squat. The Broom Closet is your one-stop shop for all of your metaphysical supplies and gifts. We stock candles, herbs, gemstones, incense, salt lamps, and more. We also host monthly rituals and events for those looking to get together with like-minded people. And the Broom Closet is the only place you can get your cards read by me, Reverend Emily. I'm an ordained Wiccan minister and Reiki master. Book your next tarot reading and see what's in the cards for you. Discover conscious living and being connected to an awesome community. The Broom Closet Metaphysical Shop is located in downtown Memphis or visit our online store at thebroomclosetmemphis.com. The Broom Closet, where magic begins. Social distancing slows the spread of coronavirus, so stay a minimum of six feet away from others and stay home if you can. More info at coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Here's what's coming up on the next episode from Radioland with Rick Cheddar. If you've been remotely paying attention to what's going on in the world of social media, you'll see that there's a lot of advertisers that are bailing out on Facebook. Why is this, you ask? Is it because Facebook has, has peaked out? 
Not necessarily. It seems that uh, Facebook is having a problem keeping its content sort of organized. That's a problem. If you're spreading around false news and some hate-driven sort of news is the real deal, then no wonder advertisers are going to go, you know, we don't want to be associated with this kind of thing. And hence, there's a lot of people bailing out. Is this the beginning of the end of it? I don't know. Don't think so. I think what you're going to see, though, is you're going to see more and more organizations like Facebook and Twitter and whatnot start to clamp down on this sort of thing. And the first thing, the first hollering you're going to hear is, well, it violates my First Amendment. No, no, Jack, it don't violate your first stinking amendment. For previous episodes, go to radio-memphis.com. To download episodes to your mobile device, search the show in iTunes, player.fm, stitcher.com, pocketcast, or tune in. And now, here's more with Rick Cheddar from Radioland. There you go. You heard what's coming up next time on the program. Uh, until then, I invite you again to head on over to uh, you know, Fire Up Your YouTube. Uh, uh, look for, uh, do a search for drinking with dead people. <laughs> I, I giggle when I, when I think of that because it's clever. Um, I know I shouldn't be laughing at my own joke. But still, it's, the, it's, it's there. Go find it. Uh, you'll see a trailer that is up there. The first episode is up. We launched it last week. Last We did a sneak last Monday at midnight. Uh, we're going to get on a regular schedule now. Episode two will be released Monday, the 6th day of July. That'll be tomorrow based on this uh, production date. And when you hear it, it'll be the 6th of July at noon. And that'll be the new drop date. And drop time. it's always going to be on a Monday. And it'll always be around noon. So... Uh, get on over there and, t- and take a look at it. Learn something kind of fun and interesting. And if you're if, if you're remotely a history fan, uh, you'll you should be able to dig this. And we just spend you know a little bit of time at the headstone of some person, somebody we found either fascinating or that bears mentioning. Somebody you may know, somebody you may not. We tell their story. We keep it nice and brief. We have a little toast, a little cocktail there at the at the headstone, which is the fun part. And then we move along and uh, we've got a bunch of great names that are coming up and you'll, uh, in fact, we can do this because, um, you know, those of you that are listening to this very show are going to be privy to what is coming up in the first season. Yes. How about that? Uh, Dorothea Winston Henry. Who is that? Well, you'll figure it out. Uh, We do a little something on the yellow fever, the civil war. Uh, Thea Bowman, Andrew Jackson, Wayne Jackson, the musician. We've got a few that are coming up here too. And the one that is being released for Monday, uh, tomorrow, is up there. It's a fascinating story of one fellow by the name of Jimmy Lunsford. And if you're a musician, uh, you'll dig this. It's it's a fantastic story. Wonderful story. So, uh, so yeah, that is, uh, that's uh, Drinking with Dead People on YouTube, hosted by yours truly. Uh, you can find it, uh, find it there. Uh, new episodes come out every Monday at noon central time. So there you go tonight uh, on radio dash Memphis.com. The booze and blues is on the air. I know I've mentioned it uh, each week and it's always been, oh, we're just going to play the play some music and I'll be the end of it. Uh, tonight's going to be a little bit different as I will be in the studio personally. Uh, we need to, it's the birthday. It's the uh, eighth birthday of the booze and blues show. There might be some magic that may happen. There may not be. 
Nevertheless, I need to get out of the house and go deal with that for a little bit uh, this evening, starting at 8 p.m. Central, going to 11 o'clock, music going to at least midnight. I do know there's a couple of people that may be popping by. No bands. We're not doing the band thing, but there's a couple of individuals that may stop in and say hello. So there is that uh, as, we, as we talk a little bit more about the pandemic and how it's affected everybody else. And it's blues. we got tons of music. It's tonight, 8 p.m. Central. It will be live, radio-memphis.com. There you go. Until next time, I'm out of here. Take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. And for God's sake, stop shooting each other, all right? I'm Rick Cheddar, and this has been from Radio Land. Rick Cheddar from Radioland is produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated, Memphis, Tennessee. All music performed during this episode was used by permission. No part of this program can be rebroadcast or used in any other way except by written consent. For bookings and other inquiries, you can write the show by sending an email to Radioland at PirateRadioStudios.com. For more, go to Radio-Memphis.com. 